everyone. This is Laura Huey. I'm uh, here for the I Hate Podcast podcast, courtesy of hashtag Grimcom. Today's topic, Instagram. And as I speak, I'm actually looking at my Instagram in real time here. And I can tell you something. I am no Kim Kardashian. Let's just put it out there. There are many, many, many strengths to using Instagram to promote your ideas, your work, research, interests, and so on. And there's a few drawbacks. I'm gonna start with the drawbacks, and I'm sure some of you will relate. As I said, I'm not Kim Kardashian. I'm not particularly media savvy. I am not like a selfie person. Like the whole selfie thing, I just, I, I'm really uncomfortable or awkward. In fact, like many people, I hate having my photograph taken. And inevitably, when I get my photo taken, it does not, it's like I've got 14 chins and this is the wrong and that's whatever. There's no best side. If you are like me and you're deeply resistant to having your picture out there and running around asking people, can we take a picture together? Or do you want a selfie? Um, then, you know, Instagram might be a bit of a challenge for you. It certainly has been a bit of a challenge for me, but I have some tips and tricks to help you get over some of those challenges. So, what do we got here? Just scrolling through my Instagram, well, I've got a fair number of dog pictures. Who doesn't love a good animal picture? I hate to say this, but I exploit the hell out of animals. I will put cute pics up of my animals to get you to look at my stuff so that, that I can give you whatever the message is. And um, I'm just taking, just scrolling through here. Oh, and sometimes I just put funny stuff up because people like funny stuff. So I've got a picture of uh, one of my girlfriend's dog lying on, he's actually lying on top of a puppy pee pad. So um, if my message is, dear police leaders, this is what happened when you rely on memos to ensure members compliance with new EBP strategies. In other words, unless you tell people how, or dogs how to use something, don't expect they're gonna learn how to use it correctly. You can be creative that way and you can also be funny or entertaining or and, and informative and accessible. And so that's the opportunity that Instagram provides for you. I'm just looking at some of the other things. Oh, and I've got a video here. Got a little video. I wanted to celebrate uh, the Canadian Society of Evidence-Based Policing hit five years. So I wrapped up a present box and then I put some dog treats in it and watched my dogs rip the, the shred it. So, you know, again, a little getting a message out there, trying to be entertaining. Of course, everybody likes a good meme or they like a good quote. So I've got Mark Twain, uh, no, amount of no amount of evidence will ever persuade an idiot. Hashtag evidence-based policing, hashtag science, hashtag evidence. So the other thing too is I have a website and I actually have multiple websites, but sometimes if I wanna promote something that's going on on my website, screenshot, post up to Instagram, put some pithy saying attached to it, get a lot of interest. Now, one of the downsides I find has, to, and I, I'm not super skilled at this, uh, other people are, but if you're doing uploading videos, there's a tip, I think there's about a 60 second limit in terms of what you can put up. That's not a lot. And I um, have difficulties with editing anything down to 60 minutes. 
The good news is with most uh, smartphones these days, you can do video of sufficiently high enough quality as you should know, because you're probably much more adept at this than I am, to um, get a decent quality video and then edit it on your phone and then get it up on Instagram. So I've done that a few times and like I said, it's been pretty idiot, relatively idiot proof for me with the exception that I can never get my animals to do anything I want them to do in 60, 60 seconds. That is a bit of a problem. Oh, let's see, what else have I got on here? Oh, sometimes, well, when I ran a, a, I ran a campaign trying to get the general, I've talked about this before, trying to get the general public interested in crime prevention. So I created little um, posters, if you will, and put them up on Instagram. Interestingly, the, the most feedback I, I've received, the most likes, the most comments and so on, have been when I post general content. I think the difference is not just that it's general content, but also that I use the hashtags. I am terrible at hashtagging things. My, uh, my, one of my graduate students, Lorna Ferguson, is an absolutely brilliant Instagrammer. I should probably get her to do a blog on Instagramming and the use of hashtags. I think it is an art form in and of itself. What I've learned is that when you actually hashtag things like hashtag crime, hashtag crim facts, hashtag evidence, hashtag evidence-based, hashtag evidence-based policy. And here's the other thing too. I thought one hashtag was okay. No, you have to have like streams of these things because people actually do search based on the hashtags. I'm not one of them, but other people do. And so you're going to increase your followers. You're going to increase your engagement by a little bit of hashtag marketing. Um, just trying to look at a certain point though, I'm flipping through the ye old Instagram and I've got the typical pictures of me with people talking, you know, oh, we're out, I'm out with these researchers at the American Society of Criminology Conference, hashtag crim. Um, so there's a fair number of those, but one of the things that I also advise is if you don't have dogs or cats or other ferrets or what have you, if you're out and about in terms of doing a tr doing travel, like you're in San Francisco for the ASC meetings, take pics of San Francisco. People love it. And again, yes, you're there to promote your research, but you also want people to find your work visually interesting and your account worth following. And so, yes, I know some people would have a much more heavier emphasis on the research side of it, but it, you, this is also an opportunity for you to show a little bit about who you are, what interests you, what, you know, make yourself accessible. One of the big issues, and it's funny, one of the, one of the brilliant things about Instagram is it's a great leveler in the sense that it can, it can either make us like little media stars and influencers, but it can also humanize us by showing the things that, you know, our foibles, the things that we, that make us tick the things we find interesting. I don't think criminologists need to be social influencers. In fact, I shudder to think about that. But what, one of the things that we do struggle with as academics is accessibility. I've had people tell me that they find academics very um, scary. Actually, I had a, a senior police officer one time in a meeting say, lean over and say, I find you guys scary. And I'm like, that's not the point. The point is, is that we can be very intimidating, especially because we use specialized language, uh, you know, and 
else that, that people, what the, what the hell are they talking about? But also, well, they have a PhD, so they must be really, really, really smart. Now, anybody that's been in academia knows that that's not true for about 87% of our colleagues. But anyway, I digress. Um, here's the thing. Breaking down some of those barriers to actually get increased engagement, make yourself accessible, make yourself fun, make yourself engaging, make yourself human, do something that shows a little bit of flavor of who you are. I, um, in my social media, especially on Instagram, there's lots of pictures of me, and as much as I hate them, there, you'll see a number of pictures of me doing stupid things. I've got a picture from when I was in Saskatoon when it was minus 19 out and I'm wearing this coat that makes me look like a giant bear and I'm there to work, do some work with the Saskatoon Police Service and I posted something about if you see a bear walking down uh, downtown Saskatoon, please don't shoot, it's probably me. And then, you know, talked about, the, you know, then I can play a little snippet about the research that I'm doing. Um, as well, if you are, you know, really, really kind of shy about using Instagram, putting your picture out there, I use something called Bitemoji, which I love. Uh, it creates a cartoon character of what I look like, though I should probably update it because hair, my hair is purple now, but I can use my cartoon character and it's got all sorts of preset sayings and activities and actions and so on. And I can just throw cartoon Laura up on Instagram saying something. And I often find that really um, kind of fun and also a great way to draw people in. Uh, conferences. If you're at conferences, take pictures. Take lots of pictures. Try not to be too annoying about the, can we take a picture? Please don't ask me. But other people are more than happy to selfie with you. And so, you know, I think at conferences and so on, that's, you know, other workshops and other types of professional events, it can be, it can be kind of fun to, to do that. I'm just actually scrolling through some of my pics of um, at the last ASC meeting at San Francisco. So I forced Cynthia Lum to, um, to selfie with me. That was like the, actually, that's not true. I kind of, I, I, you know, me, I'm not gonna, I, I'm so awkward and uncomfortable about this stuff. I have to ask my friends, hey, you know, can you do one? Like one day I might actually get up the nerve to ask people that I don't know very well so I can pretend that we know each other much better by taking a picture. Anyway, that might be a little bitter and cynical, but I do wonder a lot of times about these social influencers. Um, and maybe I'm just, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just, like I said, bitter and cynical, but I really find this is a lot of work. So I will give, I will give those social influencer people credit. This is a lot of work. That said, it's a lot of work for somebody that's, that's not used to it, doesn't have the training, doesn't understand the technical side of it, but it can have huge upsides. One feature, by the way, that I haven't used on Instagram is the um, live, uh, the live feeds. So I know that there are some people out there that do that. It's an opportunity for your followers to communicate with you, you to engage in real time with them. Who knows, maybe one of these days I will do that. And when I do, I will probably muck it up and I will podcast about the whole thing. Okay, I gotta go. I gotta work on my selfie skills. Catch you on the flip side.